Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Digital Hustle Show. My name is Stephen Burkhart with Burkhart Creative Agency. And one of the things that my agency really believes in is helping business owners achieve their goals and their dreams. Every business owner starts out with something in mind, a goal or something they want to do with their lives. And sometimes they just don't always know all the steps to get there. I interview other small business owners, marketers, and other people that I think will be able to give you the tips and the tricks needed to build your business. It's one of the things we believe in, and that's why we do this show. Thank you so much for listening, and please, at the end of it, if you've enjoyed it and it's been helpful, share it with someone that would benefit from this. Thank you so much. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the crew version of the Digital Hustle Show. I'm so excited. Um, I'm here with uh, Sam and Rylin, and we are super stoked to answer questions that small business owners have. And one of the ones that we want to tackle today is uh, YouTube channel, because that's really huge for a lot of people. It's where a lot of people have their videos hosted. It's where they share them. And so, yeah, so everyone just give a little hello and introduce yourselves for those who have not watch your previous episodes. Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Sam. I uh, do a lot of video shooting for uh, Burkhart Creative Agency. Do a little bit of editing here and there, and um, yeah, I love it. It's been fun. Um, hi, I'm Rylan. I mostly do editing, and I do a lot of the digital health show as well. Yeah, and I'm Steven. I'm the uh, director and the founder, and um, we just been Super excited to make a lot of content for you guys, especially over this quarantine that will be helpful for you as you're shooting video and coming up with content ideas, uh, both for now to shoot with your phone and afterwards as well. So you can continue to grow your business despite not being there potentially. So, um, so yeah, so this question that really came up for us was, you know, how do we get more people to the YouTube channel? Uh, and this is obviously something that we've not only wanted to discover and learn ourselves, uh, so that way that our content gets in front of the right people, but something that uh, clients and the people that we run into and talk to and small business owners have been wanting to know as well, because obviously they put all this money and effort and time into these videos, um, or they're having us shoot them and we put in all the time and effort, and they wanna make sure that those videos get to the right spots, the right people find them and whatnot. So. For a YouTube channel, uh, there are multiple places that we can type things in, add tags, descriptions, keywords, all those things in the YouTube channel, determine whether or not people actually find you. Um, there's like overall settings. So the confusing thing about YouTube, I feel, is that your, your profile is your channel. That's like what it's called, is your channel. Um, and so your channel is uh, what has like your profile picture. It has like a what they call channel art, which is kind of like the like the top banner image um, description of what the channel is about. And then of course inside of that is your playlist and your videos. So all of those things are very important to get taken care of. And so the one place that I want to start, even though it's not quite at the beginning, is uh, the tags for the videos themselves. So let's just say you've started a YouTube channel and you've created a video and you kind of want to get that started as you enter in and find out what other information you need to put in. So you've uploaded mm -hmm. the video 
and now you're getting ready to decide what kind of tags you want to put in. Now, every platform kind of has their own rules. So if Ryland, you could kind of walk us through some of the rules and some of the best practices mm -hmm. as far as YouTube uh, tags for videos. Yeah, of course. So mm -hmm. firstly, the YouTube limit on tags and characters and the words, I believe, is 500. So that's your limit. You can only have 500. So what we did, um, one day me and Steven sat down and we just started going through, we just started going through some main words. We started off with business. You know, that's a really basic word. A lot of small businesses out there are starting out with just the word business, which is a great start. And then from there we went small business, products, all this creative content, you know, what are we doing? What are we here for? Just those basic key words. And then from there we kind of got at like a stopping point and we couldn't really, and we needed a little bit more help like generating those words. So YouTube actually has um, a super great, um, I don't know what to call it, but they have a super great um, in search engine where you can basically type in a keyword like business and it'll bring you thousands of words that you can use for your small business. Um, whatever product you may be putting out there, it'll generate those words for you. And then from there, we just got a bunch of words. And then once we put them into YouTube, we ended up, I believe we were over the amount of words. So from there, we started eliminating um, kind of those words that were unnecessary, maybe the ones that were just a little extra, maybe the ones that were repetitive. And we also used location. So we used Phoenix, we used Phoenix, Arizona. I believe we used Scottsdale as well, just to kind of, you know, when people look up Scottsdale, Arizona, we pop up. So just kind of using those um, little tools and getting those tags in, in there. Yeah, so so two things. So one, I'll make sure to put a link for that keyword generator in the description because that was super huge and helpful for sure, um, as Rylan mentioned. But then two, I think the thing, um, and Rylan, you can certainly comment on this, is like um, a lot of times when you're doing keywords, they're really talking about doing just like one word things. Um, but uh, the research that we did when we were trying to figure out how to set up our videos right was that two to three word blocks of the keywords. Um, and so, uh, you know, video production, you know, was a great one as opposed to video and production. Uh, having the words together was huge and being able to have like content creation or social media marketing were all good ones because there were longer um, keywords that would be more like what people would search for. And there was definitely like a little bit of give and take because uh, what we just what we learned was that you're supposed to have like uh, 31 to 40 unique tags for uh, your videos. But when we got done and we had like two to three word tags, I think we got to like 20 unique tags because of the fact that we hit our character limit. Um, so you kind of have to play around with it a little mm -hmm. bit. And like, you know, like you said, we had to eliminate quite a few because they just literally didn't fit. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I guess my, my question for you guys is, since I'm not very familiar with this this topic necessarily, hashtags, what what if you can't, what if you're having a hard time coming up with um, hashtags? Because I know even for myself, when I'm when I make a YouTube video or anything like that, I or Instagram, I have a really tough time coming up with hashtags, and they also take a long time to like actually figure out what you're gonna what you're gonna do hashtags about like we said you can use that search engine or even if maybe you have um, a business that you look up to or someone that you want to be like maybe you're like 
in love with Times Magazine, like that's not a great example, but say they have a YouTube channel, you would go to your, their YouTube channel and you would look at their tags and you can take some of those tags that they have and just doing that for all the other businesses. You know, if you want to be like Coca-Cola for some odd reason, you could go to their YouTube channel, look at their tags, maybe take some of their tags and basically just use other people's tags if you're having trouble. I, I think uh, I, I've actually started messing around with, um, they have like apps for like hashtag generators. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those on Instagram or anything, they have ads about it. And honestly, I got I got one and it was actually really helpful. I mean, some of them, ones the, the generating ones were kind of just really out there and you can actually not include those too. So there's always that, that's another source that you could use for uh, hashtags. Well, I think, I think a lot of people do because I think, uh, you know, most people can probably think about like, like seven or eight. And then it's just kind of like after that, it's like, okay, like what variations matter? Mm -hmm. um, and certainly like the location business, the location ones matter as you know, to any like brick and mortar business or someone who can really only do uh, business locally, that's going to be huge. Cause like if we were just doing like Facebook ads, right. there'd be no reason to do local hashtags because we could literally do business with someone in Taiwan if we wanted to. But since we're shooting video, totally we can totally go to Taiwan and shoot video, but chances are we're gonna be doing most of our work in the Arizona area. So it kind of made sense to have that. Right. So yeah, so that really kind of like wraps up as far as like tags on the video themselves. Um, mm -hmm. Now if we kind of jump over to like the, the channel description, uh, this is, like I said, it's really the profile for your YouTube account. So if you're, Getting set up, you have a couple different options when you go to your uh, customized channel options. So you can add your website, which I definitely recommend doing because uh, it actually pops up a little tag in what you call your channel art, which is like the art that's behind your profile picture on the top of your channel. And so you have a link to your website and then you can go ahead and type in your description. Now for the description of the uh, YouTube channel, um, there, you know, the suggestion that we have for you guys is to do anywhere between five and 15 keywords that broadly describe the channel subject matter. Um, so for us it's video production, it's, you know, video promotion, social media marketing, uh, photography, all of those things are, are things that we're going to like, you know, small business marketing, all things, all those things are going to be things that we talk about most likely in 90% of the videos that we make. And so for us, that makes sense to have those keywords in there, content marketing, social media marketing, small business marketing, because those are things that are relevant to all of the things that we're covering. So, so let's say you have like a, a motorcycle shop, then maybe your channel talks about like cafe racers. It talks about like mods, how to like, you know, maybe DIY paint your uh, bike, uh, tires that are good for certain weather, um, any number of things that like would be something that would be common to the people that are searching for that all that stuff goes in the channel description. One of the things I thought was interesting about YouTube, like SEO in general was, and by that I mean like search engine optimization, meaning that information that you're entering that people use to find you is that overdoing it is bad most of the time. So even in the five to 15 mm -hmm. keywords that you're using for your channel description, you wanna keep it under 100 to 150 characters. That's pretty small um, because at some point, it just looks like you're trying to fill it with a bunch of information and YouTube will actually dock you uh, searchability for that. 
So I'm, I'm glad you guys started talking about the, uh, the channel description, but um, there's another thing that you would definitely wanna pay attention to is um, the thumbnail. The thumbnail is such a, a great tool that you can use to capture the viewer's eye um, in your YouTube uh, channel. So if someone types in something and um, they're searching for maybe, let's just say cats, cause cats are always on my mind. Um, they're looking for funny cat videos. They're most likely gonna click on something that's really intriguing to the eye. So if you're scrolling and you see something like, oh, these cats, and then maybe like the, uh, the thug life, you know, little sunglasses or something, you're most likely gonna click on that just cause it's interesting to your eye and you're like, all right, that's gonna be funny. So you click on that one. Why did you click on that one? Because it's really pleasing to the eye. So originally, when we used to, back, back, you know, I'd say maybe a year ago or something, we, we took um, a segment of the video, a little, a capture of the video in, in the YouTube, you know how you can go in and edit it before or after the fact. And we took a segment of that and we put it as the thumbnail. Now, from experience, we learned that that is not the best way to capture the viewer's attention because usually when you see a thumbnail, there's some kind of um, emoji or some kind of like title within the thumbnail. So I think that's something that we learned over time that that's the best way to, I guess, um, capture the viewer's attention. So, and Rylan, um, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think that getting that key photo, so it makes the, the viewer want to click on it, is definitely key. And I think that after you get that photo, I think that putting that, that extra little, I don't know how to say it, like pizzazz on it, I guess. Pizzazz? Yeah, pizzazz. Adding that little pizzazz to it and making it just a little bit more spicy, make it a little more interesting than the video next to it. Because it doesn't have to be Bedazzle. better than the video next to it, but it has to be more interesting than the video next to it. And that's going to definitely get you more clicks, more likes, more subscribers. It'll definitely get you there. And if you don't have the resource or maybe you forget to take a picture before, grabbing, um, grabbing a picture from the video isn't the worst thing. Obviously, it's not the best thing. But if you grab it, it'll also tell your viewer exactly what they're getting into. So while it's not the best thing, it's not the worst thing in the world if you don't have that resource. But definitely try and get that interesting little intriguing picture before to get for that thumbnail. And then I, um, we use Canva for editing them. We add um, the filter and then I also add a little title and then we also add our little um, icon or whatever um, in the little corner of the Digital Hustle Show to tell you exactly what it's part of and all of that pizzazz. There's also, I know there's, I know there on, on, if you search on the app store or like Google play store, um, you can find, there's a lot of different, um, you or there's a lot of different apps that can help you in this, this area. There's uh, I know for me, I, I have a thumbnail app that's on my phone and you can, you can get that if it's, if that's easier for you, cause you can edit on the, on your phone. It's very quick and easy. I mean, I get my thumbs, thumbnails done in like less than five minutes. So you can always use that if, if uh, Canva is not an option. Definitely a lot of different things that you can use to your advantage for creating. Mm -hmm. Well, for sure. And I think that like, 
especially when you're doing like an interview or it's just like someone talking, like finding a moment where they're not actually making a, a pretty dumb looking face is actually really hard. Cause like usually oh, yeah. it's like right. their like eyes are half closed. They look like completely wasted or like their mouth is hanging open weird or their tongue is like uh, doing like some goofy thing. And it's like most of the time you're, especially if there's multiple people like Mm -hmm. YouTube will probably not find a thumbnail that actually looks good for both of you. <laughs> so yeah. it's right. super nice. Yeah. For our interview with uh, Krista Fabric, we had um, cameras in the background and stuff like that. It just kind of looked a little more vibey, a little more interesting, um, mm -hmm. which I thought was a little more eye catching and kind of like once again ties into what we talked about, I think either on the first, I think on the first episode, which is that like as the person who's either in the video or making the video, like you have like a lot of emotional connection um, with the video and, and wanting it to work. And, and sometimes it's a little hard to swallow that someone could like literally look at your thumbnail and be like, nah, it looks boring and just move on. Uh, and they don't even get your content a chance. And maybe the content's right. really awesome, but it doesn't matter if they've never watched it at all. Um, and so being able to have those engaging thumbnails is definitely huge and it's been a big transformation progress for us for sure in trying to make something that like, hey, People are like, what's that? Uh, one of the things, so we've kind of bounced around a little bit, but one of the other big settings that was like a real eye opener for us that like I think um, some of you setting up your YouTube, especially for the first time, um, or maybe not like would have uh, a hard time understanding what's going on. And that's uh, when you upload the video, it asks you if it's for kids or not. So me not knowing what that meant shows is for kids. By that meaning, like the material is not explicit, but um, what that really means is that it is literally for kids exclusively, not that kids can watch it, uh, which was kind of a, a big problem because what we ended up discovering later after we checked that it for like a dozen videos is that that actually means that uh, they won't allow comments on videos because the assumption is that someone could post something inappropriate in a comment and a kid would see it. So they disable comments. Uh, I think it, it restricts where the actual video can be seen uh, because it's only meant for kids. Mm -hmm. It can only be sh shown with other kinds of videos, um, like in related video searches. And so it's like really restricting where our video content could go in an effort to say like, hey, this is not explicit. So we ended up having to go back through all our videos and change it back to not for kids, which felt really weird to do actually. And I uh, was like, oh no, definitely kids should not watch this. Um, not that there's children looking for content marketing ideas, but either way, like we had to, sw we had to turn that off so that like people could re-engage with the content with the co uh, comments and that our videos could actually be put out there in more places. Uh, so that was like a weird YouTube uh, setting that I was not aware of what it did fully. And so that's something to definitely look out for. Make sure that all your videos you say not for kids. Talk about like, so we, you know, we've made our video, we edit it, we export it, um, we put it on YouTube, uh, but obviously YouTube isn't the only place we want to have our video content. What it, you know, what's kind of our process for getting the content from YouTube to pretty much anywhere else, especially like Instagram TV, which is great for like long form video content that we make. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what we do is we, re-export it sometimes we have to but normally when we first export it from premiere we want to get it under a certain gigabyte and let me just check what that is um 
we want to get under 3.6 uh, gigabytes just because um, uh, Instagram TV won't accept it if it's over that. And also I believe it's 60 minutes that it has to be under as well. So if your video is over 60 minutes, you have to export it as two separate segments. And what we do is we just um, go on our computers and then we just upload it basically from there and then get it on Instagram TV. And then um, by getting that, we use the same thumbnail normally that we use for YouTube, but we re-edit it to where it'll fit the format because Instagram TV uses it as a long way, like the way your phone is rather than horizontally. So we have to reformat that and then I believe that's all. And we pretty much use the same description, use the same tags. For tags, we put hashtags in front of them because Instagram TV uses hashtags rather than just keywords. And then that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I just wanted to mention too, just because it makes people's life a little bit easier is we don't export a YouTube version and an IGTV version when we export video. So whether you're using a professional video editing platform or whether you're using iMovie or something like that, we don't export twice. What we actually do is download, or at least this is what I do, we download the YouTube version, which is smaller, and then upload that to Instagram TV because of the fact that YouTube down, downloads a, um, a smaller version of the video. And our main concern was that YouTube can be viewed on a television. So there's a chance that our video might be viewed very large. And so we wanted to have the highest quality version on YouTube but Instagram TV, the chances of someone watching that on a TV is slim to none because it's vertical. And so we know for sure that it's gonna be viewed on a, a phone, which no matter how big this phone gets, like it really won't matter if it's 1080 or 720p as far as the size of the video. Um, 1080 being kind of like normal size HD and 720 being smaller. Uh, YouTube downloads a 720 version um, and that is what we actually upload to IGTV. Uh, because it makes it faster. Um, and one thing I did want to clarify too, uh, the time limit is different when you upload from mobile and when you upload from a desktop. So if you upload to your Instagram TV with your phone, the limit's 15 minutes, um, as opposed to a desktop at 60 minutes. And so that's something to consider too if you end up making longer videos for your business, whether you're doing interviews, or whether you're talking about a lot of things, if that end video ends up going over 15 minutes, you're gonna have to upload it um, through Instagram.com on their uh, IGTV uploader instead. So uh, Sam, could you, so we, we talked about thumbnails, we talked about tags, we talked about getting the descriptions in the right places in, in YouTube. Sam, could you walk us through a little bit about just, just a little, a little bit of a tactical advice on, uh, obviously videos, uh, you have to grab people's attention really, really quickly. And so we've kind of gone out of our way to make sure that the intros of our videos get more and more interesting as we get more content. So Sam, could you walk us through a little bit about video work on how we end up jazzing up um, our intros to our videos? Well, we specifically, um we're kind of, we liked our, our niche market is more of kind of an edgy market. So that's, um, you know, wood shops, biker, biker, uh, workshops, um, you know, breweries, things of like that kind of, uh, more edgy style thing. So what we like to do with that is kind of take that and create our content using that around ed that edgy kind of style. So what we have done is we've created some um, 
some videos that are the introductions to be more of an edgy style. So like that kind of hard electric guitar you hear at the beginning um, and you kind of really cool pans and stuff like that. Really cool epic, you know, um, intro pictures and videos and stuff like that. We really, we really try to go for that. We really try to hone in on that. So, well, like, so, so give us an example. So like, like the last um, big interview that we did like in person was at uh, a motorcycle like collaboration uh, place where people do like motorcycle repairs and mods and stuff. So walk us yeah. through a little bit about like what kind of video that you shot so that at the beginning of our videos that like it'd be super interesting. So like the first things first is when you walk into, you know, a facility that has kind of really cool eye catching things like where like he Steven mentioned the bikes we walked into a bike shop um, a couple days ago and for me I shoot a lot of b-roll which means basically high frame rate really slow-mo um, videos so when I walk in there I just see uh, different images of of like how I can do different shots so whether it's a slow pan whether it's um, a zoom in or in zoom out um, whether it's a you know, um, I want something in focus and then I pull out and it's not in focus or vice versa. So those are the kind, the kind of ways I would, I would get really cool B-roll shots that really um, bring up the quality of, of your introductions. You can actually use these in anything. So you can use them for an introduction to like your, the whole program. Um, your whole YouTube platform, or you can use it for like an intro to just a, that specific video. So shooting B-roll is, I think, super essential uh, part of growing and building, you know, your business, I'd say. But it, obviously a lot of people can't shoot, you know, in high frame rates. So it's, it, it becomes um, a kind of, you have to call, you know, call the guys up and ask them to you know, come in and shoot some B-roll for them. So there's always that option too, so. Right, so I think that, like in general, you're saying that, um, um, that like obviously having like a cool place to shoot in is like a huge win, um, you know, going right. in oh, for totally. us, you know, walking into a motorcycle shop is just a unreal amount of cool shots that can be taken. Uh, but not everyone gets mm -hmm. that option. So if you could walk us through even a little bit about what we shot in uh, the studio space that we have at my house that you kind of did to like kind of jazz up our intros because obviously like some people are just going to be shooting in their living room. Um, so walk us through a little bit about how you made that look cool. So for the um, Digital Hustle show, uh, that's what you're referring to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, for the Digital Hustle show, I like to get background um, shots. And most of it, sometimes it's, I get a little B-roll, but most of the time I just am shooting video. So what I'll do is, while all these, we have three other cameras going at the same time, um, if you guys have ever watched our uh, the Digital Hustle show, we have one that's a full frame camera that captures um, uh, both the, the two subjects, um, Steven and then whoever the guest is. And then we have uh, two other cameras, one for the you know, the guest and one for um, Steven. So we can go back and forth. And what I do is I'm behind the scenes kind of 
you know, pressing the record, making sure everything's in focus, making sure the lighting looks good. And then on top of that, I got my own camera. I'm using my own camera um, with the, the gimbal and everything like that. So I'm trying to get shots at the same time that these are going on, these, these three cameras are going on. So I'm getting shots like of, you know, the, uh, the background scene of, or of these, these three cameras rolling. So you can see the camera is actually going while I'm shooting them, uh, while they're, while they're still going on the podcast or the, uh, the vlog. And then sometimes I'll get in really close and get those really close up headshot headshots of the videos. Um, it kind of adds a really cool effect cause he, we can always go back in and throw those in other videos. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different options. I kind of try to do take, get all the shots I can within the time frame. Um, even if it's like an hour, I'm, I'm like constantly shooting like the whole time, making sure everything's good. And, and sometimes I'll even pop open my phone and, and uh, do a little like recording from my phone to, to put it posted on Instagram or something like that. And that's a great way to uh, promote yourself as well. Right. So I don't, know if I, I don't know if that covers everything. I think, I feel like yeah, so I think, that covers uh, a lot of stuff. To kind of summarize, basically, like you're getting shots of, like you know, in our case, it's it's a guest on a show, um, but let's just say, for example, it was just you. Maybe you have like your husband or wife or coworker, like get like a couple shots of you, like more close up, um, you know, just like those cool, like maybe just like shots around the face or like um, you know, maybe you've got like a cool necklace that you're known for, getting a cool close up of that. Uh, maybe cool close up of like some of the paperwork um, that you're using for your show or whatnot, and then obviously the behind the scenes stuff. That's kind of what I call it: is all the behind the scenes shots of like the cameras and all that stuff. I think people really get excited about that because, especially for those of you who are small business owners, like who are doing cool videos at home, like people are going to be kind of curious on like how you're making them, and so sometimes that's kind of fun to show that off a little bit. Um, so that way they kind of get cool ideas and they can ask you about it and you can, you know, show them how you're setting up your camera, showing, you know, setting up your lighting. And, um, that's always fun to kind of nerd out on that stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully this has been super helpful for you. We've, uh, kind of hit a bunch of different things. And when it comes to YouTube and just having like a great strategy for what to do. And so, uh, be sure to check out our older episodes. Uh, they're packed full of, uh, small business marketing goodness and video production, uh, tips and tricks. And uh, certainly there'll be more coming out as we get going here. And uh, we're very excited that you're listening. And as always, uh, like and follow us, subscribe to us, share us with someone else that you think would uh, do well to have this information. And uh, we are um, just, just, just flattered that you're listening. So uh, hopefully we can bring value to you. And if you have any questions of things that you think we could answer for you that would be helpful, uh, we'd love to hear about them so that way you can uh, share them with us and we can share those answers to the world. So have a wonderful day and see you later.